accompanied by their manager, Sam Hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on this show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. Also, if you like us on the podcast feed, give us a five-star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. That helps us out a lot, trust me. You can also follow the Galaxy Geeks on Twitter at GalaxyGeeksEL, on Instagram at GalaxyGeeksEL, and on TikTok at GalaxyGeeksEL. And you can follow us on Twitch, where Luke plays Pokemon a lot, at the Galaxy Geeks channel. I'm your host, Sam McKegg, and joining me, as always, it is the power couple of the Schmodown. No, it is not Mike Kalinowski and Shannon Burney. No, it is no one else. It is Luke and Audrey said it. I gotta point that way. <laughs> Man, not knowing where to go. What's going well, on, Well, I mean, buddy? look at my look at my arms. <laughs> This is my least dominant hand. This is my more dominant hand. Look, it's very hard. It is very hard. But thank you all so much. Yes, this is the grand opening night. Or, well, that was Saturday of the Schmodown. Audrey, I'm going to go to you first. I could ask you how your weekend was, but I feel like that would be redundant. Because your weekend <laughs> was Schmodown related. This was your first, like, true live thing of the schmodown yep. i need to know your thoughts first over luke i had so much fun with it i'm like and also like i'm mentally taking notes and like luke's quizzing me and i'm like okay am i getting it i'm gonna get it i think i'm getting it <laughs> so what was your favorite match of the two? Oh my gosh video drew <laughs> 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 i laughed so hard ah <laughs> uh, that is brilliant i love hearing that i love hearing yeah. that and i'm thinking okay if she wins this i'm gonna be kicking myself so hard because i had the option to pick her and mm -hmm. didn't. that's the thing that's the thing with all of us we all forgot that the wild berries were on the board and now we see this we're like oh man if only we would have picked at least one of them we would have gotten some points but speaking of the points being released the only two people that were really competing at on Saturday were you two. It was a wife versus husband, and nope, the way I was going to say that, I am deciding not to go. Uh, I know um, what you were about to say, yep. and that was not going to work. Nope, 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 nope. Um, but Luke was able to pick up the first points of our fantasy draft season, getting two because of the victory for Kevin Smets. No, Brian, none of us picked up Sam uh, Levine no, for our fantasy nope. team. Because... He was a manager. He was a manager, but now he is on the board, which that goes into our sort of like our main topic, like the first, our big topics of the event. So going for the, the big three, in my opinion, these were the big three developments. The first one, the Smominati was revealed to be Sam Levine, and Sam Levine is back playing in the Smodown. I'm going to start with Luke because Luke has been following the Schmodown longer than Audrey. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> good. But Luke, what are your thoughts on Sam Levine not only being revealed to be the Schmominati, but also coming back and his first match back being a number one contenders match? Honestly, I am very curious to see if the if he was the original Schmominati because I guarantee mm. there's a lot that was changed throughout this past season. And so they wanted to wrap up that storyline very quickly because I think everyone was kind of tired of it. Um, also wanted to say hi to Ryan and Brian. Welcome in the chat. Anyone else in the chat? If you would, please like this video so that we can help grow and reach out. Retweet and say it hello. More join. Yeah. Uh, say hello. But yeah, um, I'm, I love, oh. And then Jake, is it wrapped up? No. We don't know. We don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if it is, if it isn't. I mean, it's a very, I, if I were them, I probably would wrap it up just due well, to. It's like V for Vendetta. Everyone's wearing the mask by the end of that movie. Ah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> but Oh, I, I got really... a movie. I did a movie reference on a movie show. Come on. 
Oh, uh, I say Sam goes rogue. Yeah, um, almost definitely. Sam going rogue, or is he going to a faction? Probably rogue. Uh, I'm hoping we get a Dan and Sam. Ooh, oh, that, Look, I like. I that. think no, I think Christian is gonna make sure that doesn't happen because super teams is something he doesn't like anymore. So he's gonna make sure that is not a thing, at least well, in my mind. Well, I honestly I thought it was a great event. I thought it looked incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. let, let's be honest. That this event, I mean the the studio looked great. I we did digital as long as we could. We had to do digital as long as we could. But wow, I'm happy to be back in the studio. I love yeah, that feel. It, is, it looks great. And just can I love the setup for the teams. Like having the divider between the teammates instead of like it being one person then another, then the teammate to the first person, then the teammate to the second person. <laughs> No, I think uh, Christian <laughs> does like Super Dan. He, he, he doesn't create. Is it just me or does the set look like Family? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a good set, though. The Family Feud set is a really good set. And Brandon, you're you're very true. And welcome, Brandon. Uh, you're new to the um, Galaxy Geeks channel for but, live. No, you know, Brandon. You know, I Brandon. know. It's just for, it's just first time he's been on for during our show live. Touche, touche. But also, I forgot to talk about all the other news that happened this past week. So apologies. I went straight into this event, but there was other stuff that happened before the event. And we got to talk about that. The first up is that Ben Bateman and Dan Merle rejected Kaiser's offer. Ben is focusing on singles and Dan's doing his own thing. Danger Zone is no more. So if you want Danger Zone to come back, it's not coming back. Luke and I are very happy. (laughs) Uh, you're subscribed it's first time you're in the live chat well look don't assume things anyway i I shouldn't in general anyway winston for swag he confirmed that paul oyama andres cabrera clee wiggins and amaru moses will be in swag all four great gets in my opinion i mean i think everyone was assuming when amaru was dropped by the usual suspects i think everyone was thinking oh yeah he's going to swag i think that was I mean, am I wrong? Oh, no, I, I, I agree. Um, also, you had Kate Mulligan, Locks, Thomas Harper, Saul, Jen Kemp, and Ben Bateman for the den. This is the one. Everyone was calling the Ben Bateman thing, and I, man, this is like the perfect fit. This is the perfect fit. It, it felt good. I felt like they needed to do this because Ben Bateman needs to be part of a semi-heel team. Yeah. I am Well, curious. I don't even can... Um, I... I don't think um, the den is going to be semi heel. I think it's going to be full heel. Oh yeah, I mean uh, Brian said I called Amaro last week. Uh, yeah, Jen and, is and a great pick. Also, the Boston bosses. I think we don't know about Paige. Paige Ready? I think know? that's going to happen. I, I'd be shocked. I mean, it might or might not, but that would be such a good team. Everyone's been calling for it. That would be an interesting like swerve for Paige as well. Oh, yeah. But moving on, the last bit. Oh no, not the last bit. Um, um. Next, Janine made a video on Roxy's behalf, stating that her and Alex Damon were going to be the only ones returning to the stars, and Roxy is looking at a high-profile name to join her faction. We won't. To all the people in the chat, we're not. We know who the high-profile name is, and we know the further developments of this storyline. We're not talking about it yet. We're gonna wait until we go full on into the pay-per-view. So. Don't worry, we will talk about it. And also, the other major news before the actual pay-per-view event is that the second pay-per-view was announced for March 25th. The singles champion, Marisol McKee, will be defending her belt against TBD, I think. And this is just me because they announced that Barbarian is going to have a number one contendership match. And with Sam... um. With Sam being um, getting a number one contendership match, I'm assuming those two are going to play each other. The winner of that goes up against Marisol. My thoughts, but in in the undercard, it will be William Bibiani versus Chance Ellison too. Already, that second pay per view sounds like it's going to be a great event. That's interesting. I was thinking it was Clark Wolf. Nah, we were talking. I was talking so fast. I don't know what. <laughs> Brian, you, I'm sorry. You may need to restate what that um, is referenced to. But anyway. <laughs> Now that we got through all of that, all the pre-show news, um, oh, Leo, that's a... I don't know yet. I don't oh, know. Oyama uh, cashes in to play Marisol. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool, but I don't know. But anyway, 
the the first of our three big topics was Sam coming back. The second of the big topics is that after the Wildberries um, or before the Smetch Chandru match, it was revealed who the high-profile player was that Roxy was going for. And that was Audrey's own Chandru Donapani. So Chandru is a member of the Stars. I'm going to start with um, Audrey because Chandru's on her fantasy league. What are your thoughts on Chandru going on the Stars? I'm still getting getting familiar with all the factions, but I don't know, just watching how it all unfolded, I'm like, ooh, that was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Roxy? Oh my gosh, like it's like, oh I wish I had known more about this before actually watching all this to know what all was going on. But I'm like, Luke's like, oh yeah, I like her so much more as a heel and and like I could see that she's kinda ruthless. Yeah, I mean, I remember before um season seven started, they she was leaning towards heel, but they weren't really um they weren't really going full force with it, but it wasn't until again, it season seven and eight were like anomalies, so she wasn't able to show her full heel tendencies and now she can fully show that. Now the question is, because the later development is that Janine left um, the stars because of how Roxy treated Kevin and all of that development. So Janine has left the stars. So Janine is a free agent. She can go anywhere. If she's on the dungeon or corruption, that would be crazy. And also sort of like a middle finger to Roxy. Um, but... Now the question is, is Alex going to go full heel? And that's a question I would love to ask Alex. Well, I think that he might. I I, I really do. I think they are planning a Janine going over to Corruption to make a team with Marisol. I think the two would do very well. Um, Leo sees uh, Janine with with Koi or Wit. I can see that, but I really do think it might go to Shannon because I, Shannon left that that opening over open because he, she's not going with the Coyote. Well, you also got to remember, um, Kaiser never had a singles player thing, so I feel like whoever Janine goes to, it's going because as we know, this is all like storylines are coming back. So wherever Janine is going to, it is Christian organizing in a story. At least that's my thoughts. I think oh, yeah. Christian is going to be like, no, go here for this story. Yeah. Well, I, Brian's saying, I think Janine goes to the dungeon or swag. Maybe. I mean, well, we'll she see. can't, she can't go to, hold on. Can't she, she can go to swag, but she'd have to be filling in. I think the team spot. Because yeah. I know for a fact Paul is going to be is the single spot. Again, I think Dungeon and Corruption are the two best options right now for the simple fact of Roxy and Shannon have that history with each other and just the recent history between Kaiser and Roxy and everything with Smith. I feel like those are the two best options as of right now. Yes. That's just my opinion. And what? now, were you going to continue? I was about to go into the last major. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead. Go ahead. All right. And now the last major announcement that was revealed was midway through after the Wildberries. It was that Friday Night Titans is going to be a new show for the Schmodown. It's basically their Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, just NXT, like any of those wrestling shows that you can think of. This is that's going to be the main hub for all of those shows and i am excited we've sort of tried to change our format for the show to necessitate that because that's sort of like i literally sent luke um multiple different wrestling podcasts to be like hey look these are how i think we need to do our show now because wrestling but yeah i'm out of i think out of all three of us i'm the most excited about this because Hey, I am, I'm excited for this. Not gonna I know, lie. but I mean, I'm a big wrestling fan. Like wrestling, it is movies, um, wrestling. Maybe no, like superhero stuff, movies, wrestling. Wrestling is like 
in my top five interests. So when they gave this announcement, I was just thinking to myself, okay, so we're making this a wrestling show now. And then I remember during the Q&A that Christian had yesterday, I asked him like, okay, because this is like a Raw SmackDown, are we going to get backstage segments, interviews, like backstage interviews, like stuff like that, that you would see on a wrestling show? And he said, yeah, that that's the point of the new show. That is what we're planning to do. And I can't wait for all of that. I cannot wait for the pure wrestling show to come out and yeah, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because honestly wrestling is sort of the bread and butter of the movie trivia showdown. And plus the way Christian wants to go with the show, it makes so much sense in my opinion. Well, Audrey, what's your thoughts with Friday night Titans? Honestly, I'm really—I ex- don't know. Like, I'm having a hard time trying to go in depth with y'all, or like y'all are, because y'all have been in this longer. But I'm excited to see how it's going to look, how it's going to be. <laughs> well, can you handle us uh, watching it every for two hours every week? I think I can handle that. And me watching it <laughs> till three a.m., like making extensive <laughs> notes. Look, if you saw that TikTok, everybody on the Schmodown Instagram, like, yeah, that was that was. It was literally me watching the show from like eleven to three, just taking notes. That like I, we can. He wrote us wanted, a book. He like, wrote us an we, actual book. If we wanted to, we could go question by question. We we honestly could. I do think it is gonna be neat. Like I'm just now getting into this, and they're like changing up the show. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm here. Is this going on? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is a great. I think this past pay-per-view is a great jumping on point for um, new viewers because now, again, reboot. The reset button has been hit, and this is what we're getting. And I would actually like to know, people in the chat, if you want to chime in, what are your thoughts on Friday Night Titan? Like, I feel like you've all like spoken on other, as like chat members on other live shows, your thoughts on it. But like, I'm legitimately curious on people's thoughts on this because i think this event could be divisive like again Um, what brian says patrons will get the first half of titans yeah they'll they'll get that early and people will get an idea of like oh this is what the first half of the show is going to be and like that but ultimately i think that this show is going to help the schmodown and i think in all sincerity, I think this could be the game changer for the Schmodown. If if it really does, um, if it works, I think it will work. But if if it works, then this is going to be the thing that people will remember as the big change. Well, well let me ask you this: If uh, we end up having someone watch, what in what ways do you think the chat and fans? What ways can we help the Schmodown grow? Because mm. let's be honest, let's be selfish on our end. If the Schmodown dies, this show ends. For all the other after shows, if the Schmodown ends, it ends for them too. And so we no. all need to put, put as much work into this mm. to help it grow. What ways do you think we can do, do it personally? And what are things that the people in the chat can do as well? Do I need to put in an audition tape? <laughs> that is the question to the chat. They, now, these two know, know behind-the-scenes stuff for me, but I'm asking the chat, do I need to audition for the Schmodown? That is the question. That is the question of the day. We will put out a poll and move on. Anyway, with the big news, all those big, big news out of the way, we're going to go on, like, beat by beat now throughout the entire show, which, again, the first news was Sam Levine is the Schmominati, but then it was... Stated that Jay Washington will <laughs> do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, it looks like I need to do it. Brian says I should do it. Anyway, um, um, Jay Washington is no longer the commissioner of the Schmodown. He is now going to be a player. I'm very excited for that, mainly because I want to see him. I don't know. There's something about Jay, the way his character has been portrayed, that I'm like, I want to see him get beaten in the Schmodown. <laughs> is that wrong of me 
So, do you think Grace is coming back in any form or fashion? In some way. I don't know. She did get fired. She did get fired as president, which is interesting. I'm like, presidents can't get fired. They can get impeached. <laughs> Brian loved him as a manager. I could, yeah, yeah, I did too. But, and like, from what I hear, like, managers can play as well. At least, mm. according to what... Um, Winston A. Marshall and Coy has stated on the big thing. I've watched all of the Batman big thing rewatches, and they're fun to watch. Honestly. Speaking of Batman, if if y'all haven't already, the Schmodown release a Batman exposition exposition Wow, I can't exhibition match exhibition. Wow, I cannot talk. He that was the most fun match I think I've ever watched in my entire life. It was just goofy and dumb and amazing. I have not seen it. Audrey has not seen it. We are currently thinking about doing a reaction video to that match. Or at least Luke and I have been. I don't know if Audrey... Audrey has not been made aware of this, so we'll no. see. We'll see <laughs> what happens. Look, it's only going to be the third one of the day. You got two um, trailers, which isn't that long to watch. But this one's like about 30 minutes. It's going to be fine. Anyway, if Grace was president, who was the vice president? Well, my thoughts to that question, Brian, is that I think it was Ken Knapsack. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Moving on. Um, the next major reveal, like, just a lot of Josh Makuga video drew stuff. Love it. Love it so much. But it was also, like, revealed that the ring announcer, I'm sorry, I'm using wrestling terms. The ring announcer is separate from the commentary team. And I personally love that the ring announcer and the commentary team are two completely separate things. Starting so this was year. that the big change that... All right, uh, Christian, and let me ask the chat this too, because I'm actually pretty confused on this. Christian announced and stated that they they were making a big change on how the game was being played. And that everyone agreed with it, like, wow, we, we've been playing the game wrong for years and made such a big deal about it. Uh, Luke, it, I think that was Friday Night Titans. It, is it? Because yes. I don't know. I, I don't I think know for it was. sure. Because Christian even said, oh, we're going to have a huge announcement on the show. And when we announced that, people are going to be real. And when we talked about it and we were doing it, we realized we were doing the show wrong. And that's going to change the landscape of the show for the rest of the season. I think that's Friday Night Titans. I think so. I, I just, it wasn't really laid out really well, and I was a little confused, and no one's really talked about it, so I wasn't for mm -hmm. sure. Oh, and I also, agree, Brian. I love oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah. Love Guy back as commentary. Yes, I think Guy is great on the desk. I would like to see Guy back playing. I'd love to see him play again. We can get team action back. I, I want it. Audrey, what did you think of team action when you saw him? We're reacting. Oh yes. <laughs> I was like, mean man shit. Mean look should start doing that on our reactions. See a majority of okay. yeah. Friday night Titans. I I just wasn't for sure. I was kind of confused. Just saying. What oh, by the way, on the rule sheets when they were revealing the rules of each of the rounds, I love the new graphics. I loved it. Everyone's uh Really, a pretty. I, I love just the look. The studio looked great. Yeah, I felt it looked more. It looked very professional. Um, you want me to go on my tangent on the most unprofessional thing? What? Oh, gonna, the whiteboards. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die on this hill. Okay, for everyone who doesn't know, and Luke has revealed this behind scenes every single time. Luke hates the whiteboard. I don't hate the whiteboard. You uh, have said that you hated the whiteboard. Okay, okay. Let me explain my, my positioning on the whiteboards just so everyone can know. My thoughts on the whiteboards are I think they have worked for the years that they've been around. But to me, they don't seem the most professional that they're trying to show for the show. Like they They did so much work. But the whiteboards just seem so less... Less... Um, less professional in a way so you're I, talking about the little dry erase boards that they yes have. Yeah, yes so yes, you're yes, wanting yes. more like a jeopardy feel where you like write on the thing that pops up on a screen yeah something like that or well, the way he's described it is a tablet yeah like a tablet, tablet. or or something where where it, instead of 
just writing because half the time you can't read what the competitors are writing. Let's be honest, because some of their handwriting's really bad. <laughs> it just hey, happens. don't talk about JTE that way. I did not say that. What? <laughs> but look, I think you don't even have to call. You don't even have to specifically say JTE. You just say some have ban- bad handwriting. It's like oh JTE. Well, that I think if there was another way of doing that part of it, I would really, I think it'd be really nice. It would make the game look a little bit different, especially in that first round, mm-hmm. especially because the first round's the most important whenever people are looking at the showdown, because that it, they are either going to like it or they're going to leave after the first round. So you want that to really snag you. And to me, the whiteboards just seem the least advanced. Because mm-hmm. you've got everything else looking so good. Everything looked great. And I will say Brian tried. I wasn't a fan of the canned laughter, but that's all they can do. Hopefully. Well, was it canned laughter? Yes, there, there, I've was, heard, there I've heard a lot from of people a lot there, of, actually. Oh, man. Because I know Jill and Frank was there. Right. I know they were there. But that's all That's all the people I know that were there. That Look, I have my own complaint about... <laughs> one thing that they did for the entire show and I'll get to it when we get to the end of the show because that's that's when it really came out in full but but that was be that would be the thing I would I wish we could find a, a newer way of handling the whiteboard so that it's not mm-hmm. just writing down it may be typing something it might be well just, I I could see something. them still using a tablet and writing it down but like again the way the lighting is and the I didn't like the red marker because red is really bad with that lighting that they were showing. Like, but if it was like a tablet and you could write it down and it was very plain, like or show us a screen yeah. behind them. Oh yeah, that'd be neat. Oh, that well, be I would, neat. I would do it. Of look, Brian, we understand it was shocking. It was shocking <laughs> to a lot of people. But let's get look. We've got done with the nitpicky. Like no more whiteboards for Luke. But let's get into the actual match. We go, in, we, go in, we go into round one, and it was one of those... It went very back and forth. It ended with Video Dolph. That's what I'm calling them. Video Drew and Claudia Dolph are Video Dolph, in my opinion. So it goes round... Question four, Elliot got wrong, which was what comedy star for was nominated for Best Actor, which was Robin Williams. By the way, gonna say this right now i know not many people are gonna believe me because i was doing a lot of pausing and typing i got all these questions in round one right just putting that out there well um that's something a lot of people have mentioned that the round one seemed a little bit easier question wise but i think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. i don't think that like me and audrey were playing along when we were watching like audrey you were getting a bunch of them right and so come on audrey don't 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 yeah, make your like a... don't make yourself seem like you didn't get as much right you probably got I mean, a lot of them right yeah i was asking like am i scaring you he's like yes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no if luke if luke has seen all my reactions every single time i'm like hey what do you think i did how do you think i did he's like oh i hate you i'm so salty <laughs> i'm just salty because i'm not good at trivia but I love watching the showdown, but well, look, I- here's your downfall, and this is me being married to Luke. How I know movies so much, I watched them on repeat so many times growing up. That's how I call it. You, Mister, you want to watch everything new. You want to focus on TV series and not go back and watch older movies. So that's where you need to work on some stuff. Well, you see, <laughs> look, I wish I had a soundboard so I could do bam, 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 bam. honestly. <laughs> That that, yeah, that might be our next thing we do is find a soundboard to say. Get a soundboard. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it the next question that would re- that really stumped people was um the sixth question, the 2010s, which had Happy Death Day as the answer. My goodness, your straw is Oh, so... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I did not know. So loud, Luke. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he but that was to me. Oh I'm sorry, my. He, he got onto me for having a spoon in my cup for a reaction I was trying to do the other day. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we well, didn't release that get, one. He gets mad at me every time I eat. I'm like, I'm sorry I need food. Does this just go after Luke Day or something? Yes. Or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the only... Oh, wait, no. Claudia, everyone, never mind. This is what... 
I don't know why I, fr- I just skipped this. Question three, everyone got wrong. And that was the first time we got streaming movies, which the answer was murder mystery. Everyone got that wrong. I got it right, surprisingly. I wrote it down and I put a question mark like, I don't know if this is right, but this is my answer. Yeah, Leo, you're right. Murder mystery. And I completely skipped that. So we leave round one with a with a score of Video Dolph 17, Wildberry 16. And I think in round two, look, Luke can't be heel of the year. <laughs> yes. Luke can't be the heel this year. I'm the heel this year. Yeah, look, you are, Eli. If, yes, you are. If yeah. you have to call yourself a heel, are you a heel? I never said it. That was I know, all right. Other people have. So, but round two was really the deciding factor because Video Dolph goes first. They get Stephen King. They go to, they get an incorrect answer in who directed Kathy Bates and Jennifer Jason Lee in Dolores Claiborne, which was Taylor Hackford. And then they went to multiple choice on The Mangler. But they got all the other ones right in two points. But then the Wild Bears go to the wheel. They oh, this was great. spin away from David Lynch, and then they land on the first wild card. It feels appropriate that the Wild Berries get the first wild card. And what do they get? They get Die Hard in a Blank, where it's just Die Hard riffs, ripoffs, whatever. And this, there was no better category for Josh Makuga. And they just. Vroom, through this entire category getting a final score of 25 to 24 they get the one point lead coming out of round two so i want to ask audrey you're seeing round two play out you you see that video Dolph is in the lead but then you see die hard in a blank what are your thoughts coming out of round two um i'm having to think back I know. I just think it was funny seeing like how they were just jumping up all over the place. Like, yes, die hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. They were very much like that. And it was, it was exciting. Luke, your thoughts. I thought this was incredible. I thought it was so much fun. Something I find interesting is I think when it comes to the wild card, I think a lot of the wild cards are going to be set up for at least one of the competitors, they might or might not get it. This is all chance. It was all chance of getting a wild card. They, mm-hmm. they could have not gotten it. But that slice was made for the Wildberries. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, you could easily tell, but they still had the spun in. Yeah. They, they, they like, could have not gotten it. Like, this is where the argument of, is it rigged, is it isn't, is it, is it rigged, it's not rigged. Like, that's where the differential comes into play because again they still had to spin the wheel they still had to make sure they landed on that slice and they the, still had to answer the questions they yeah. could have not known those still I unless mean, one of them is let me see um which jean-claude van damme action film or which riffs as diehard in a hockey rink is set in a pittsburgh hockey stadium when you're josh mccuga from pittsburgh i will be upset if you get that wrong Honestly. Yeah, not going to disagree with that. Now, moving on to round three. Wild Berries, their number 7, 11, 19. Video Dolph, 2, 4, and 6. They get Video Dolph. Claudia goes first. Their first number 2, Steven Spielberg. She gets it right because it's Jurassic Park. I almost went... Nah. Jurassic Park. Um, Park. And then Wild Berries, number 7. Famous actors and actresses. Josh McCuga, again... A question that seems to be made for Josh McCuga because he was able to do Robert De Niro. <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. But then scores and soundtracks for Video Drew. She got it with Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which the first instance of you got to say the entire title. You can't just say T2. You got to say the entire thing. Which What were your thoughts? on? What were your both of your thoughts when... Um, she was basically corrected and saying, like, no, we need the full title. I mean, I think that I, I think that's I think it should be that way. I think you really should share the whole answer. Accuracy. It makes it, 
Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. The round ones, I think, are going to be a little bit easier, but you better get everything right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you're not going to get it right, I mean, that you've got to make the game somewhat difficult. You have to, to make it a great sport as also entertainment. So, got to get all right. I don't blame them. Yeah. And what, what's chat's thought on that as well? I would love to know your thoughts as we keep on going for the Wildberries three-pointer, which was Romance, which was just named one of the two leads in the 1973 Romance film The Way We Were. Elliot Dewberry unable to pull Barbara Streisand or Robert Redford. Neither could I because I was trying to remember what that movie was as well. <laughs> which I think it was nominated for an Oscar. This, uh, but anyway, Wildberries, number 19, Spy Films. Josh McCuga gets it like that like not even a struggle which i mean it's it's one of those um jack ryan movies so yeah harrison ford it did pretty good pretty good but then we get into the last question which was 2000s who plays laurie strode in the 2007 halloween i have a question go ahead the only thing i wasn't i was surprised about this match that wasn't mentioned was no promos that is true. I, I didn't realize that. Vo uh, Drew uh, missed two questions regarding the name Taylor. Taylor Hackford or Multiple Choice and Scott Taylor Compton on their... Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a very interesting stat. But yeah. Well, I, I actually think I understand why no promos. They are probably this season, because we saw this last season, they're trying to get away from promos because mm-hmm. it hurts the overall show. Right now, this is something I think everyone, all the fans, everyone who, like, diehards, you're going to watch no matter what. Y'all love the promos. Like, Brian, Leo, y'all, y'all are the ones who are going to watch each and every episode. Y'all are going to love it. They can't do it for everything because yeah. they have to get, they have to get Audrey. Like, Audrey, mm-hmm. I, you're the perfect example. Like, oh, there. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you're, you're the perfect example of, most likely, if you saw a promo before the match starts, you might click off the episode. Am I wrong? Possibly. If if I wasn't pushing you to watch, you might. If you found it on your own. Possibly. And so, every we all have to think of, how are we going to reach the everyday fan? I look at this with uh, my and Audrey's trailer reactions. Our trailer reactions get a lot of views but it doesn't build a community. Right now, the Schmodown just has to gain a lot of views. I mean, like it or not for it to grow, we've j- they've got to get casuals. And to get casuals, you got to get rid of promos. Yeah, promos do get you hyped for the, the game. Us. It gets us hyped for the game, but it doesn't get the casual. The casual just wants to click it, watch the match real quick, see what's going on, and then they'll either stick around, they'll learn more, or they'll click off. It's yeah. the, the casual is very fickle. Yeah, and also you got to look at this as this was the first show of the year. And so trying to get... And they had a promo video for um, Smets and Chandru. I think the promo videos that we're going to get are going to be for the high-profile matches that have a ton of history for them. Wildberries versus Video Dolph doesn't have a lot of history. This is just... This is the first time they're ever playing each other. Not a lot of history, and it's the undercard. So a promo video is not really needed as much as Mets versus Don DePondi, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you're going to see this season in general. Like, I think a lot of people might be a little upset, like the hardcores, because the Schmodown is going to be not for the hardcores anymore. It's going to be for the casual. Mm-hmm. because that last two seasons was for the hardcore. It was for the deep trivia players. It was those who wanted something deep and wanted to do good in trivia, and it wasn't for casuals, and we saw what happened. People left the showdown. People stopped watching because it was just too much. They weren't. They couldn't casually enjoy it. It was just a – it was a workout, basically, to get into it. Like, Don't get me started on that workout. Like, like I mean, Audrey, like – I'm guessing the past couple of seasons, you probably would not have gotten into it. I'm guessing. Would have been hard. Would have been hard That's to funny. figure out what was going on. Yeah. 
And that that's not on you. That's just in general. It's it's hard for casuals to really get get involved. Yeah, and that, and I think that's what he's trying. Christian is trying to divert the show to, like trying to get more casual fans and trying to get everyone, like trying to get multi, a lot of people in to watch the show. And I think that, I think so far this event has sort of proven like that could happen. But again, we'll find out with Friday Night Titans this upcoming Friday, actually. Yeah. And the again, video doff unable to pull the answer. The Wildberries get the victory, thirty-two to twenty-nine. They are the first winners. The Wildberries, their shirts are in the store, full price discount. At least that's what they said. I love and it. That's so funny. I wanted to me- mention this. I put this in my notes specifically. Video Drew made a reference to Tom. Is Tom coming back? Audrey, Will Tom, Tom- return? Tom was B.O. Drew's original um, teammate. He was a very, he was um, disturbing to say the <laughs> least. He, he was very creepy. Um, I, I actually really liked Tom. Tom was a very good player, but basically the storyline was B.O. Drew made him in a lab. <laughs> and yeah, so. It, it was very creepy. It was very fun to watch them play. I mean, she had a puppet of herself with interchangeable faces, so I I could see that. <laughs> do you do you want to see? see that's the thing. Like they, she made so many references to Tom, and Tom didn't appear last year. So my question is, what? My question is, will Tom return? Is Tom I, going to make a return to the Smodown? Well, um, that also goes into the idea of all right. We've mentioned a lot on people think Tom people think Thomas Harlan. That's funny. I I think something too. All right. I loved Claudia Doff. I thought she played great and I thought Video Drew played great. I think Video Drew needs and Claudia both need different team partners. I think see, I disagree. I think they work really, really well together. See, I think they I think were they really work- good. I think they, Claudia was a good foil for Video Drew. And like even then, like when you see how all Video Drew's antics, Claudia was able to bounce off it like, yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. And I think yeah, that worked. And I, even the way I, they played together, like Claudia trusted Video Drew for a lot of it. And I think that that shows a good partner. Well, I think that's a good partner. And, and as, a, as, a, as a team, that's great. But we have to look at this at, in the show aspect. I don't know fully if Claudia helped Vio Drew's like being a character in a way. Tom always really helped Vio Drew kind of shine in a way because they kind of just well, were good showmen. And and I don't know if Claudia and Vio Drew's showmanship really show, showed out because they're so opposite character wise. Like I'm just looking at the entertainment side. Not well, again, the like trivia. I. I see where you're coming from, but I also look at it as if Tom is coming back, they're going to build to Tom coming back. So as of right now, as like a filler team before Tom comes back. I see this as a team and you should have got, because you can't. So, well, you can, but it would be a little underwhelming if you're just like, ah, Tom is back and video yeah. drew and Tom are back. So you got to build to Tom coming back. And once Tom is back, that's when we can get that team. And then maybe like video drew and Tom versus Claudia and a partner of Claudia's choice. There you go. And that's the story. Boom. I gave you a story, Christian Harlow. <laughs> well, Audrey, what do you think of, uh, of, of the team, Claudia and video drew? Honestly, I was paying more attention to video drew. Yeah. Cause I, I had asked you like, you were like, Oh, I love video drew, but you couldn't really tell much on Claudia. No, like it. I mean, I feel like as a team, they went good together, but like the one that stood out the most that was more rememberable was Video Drew. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen in the long run if they stay together as a team. Yeah, and again, like, again, I look at this as a filler team to progress to Tom returning. That's because, again, I think Tom is coming back. You can't reference Tom this many times and not expect me, someone that overthinks everything, to not think, oh, Tom is coming back. Remember though, she used to call everyone Tom. So that, I know, but like again, I mean, like again, this is a specific. She called all of her partners Tom, and I'm like, okay, this the specific thing. Tom may be coming back, 
And also with it being not digital anymore, I think it's very likely that Tom could come back. Maybe. At least in my opinion. Anyway, moving on, we talked about Friday Night Titans. Roxy and Kevin had a nice little um, moment together. I say nice little moment because that's what it was. And then we got into our main event. The Smasher versus the Chosen One. The third. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Please, please give me, give it, give it to me. That is no brother. I have a better. Uh, I have a better idea. That's a faction. That brother alone. Oh, the Drew in the Finsock Exchange. No, brother Lomas isn't in the Finsock Exchange. Don't you remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like to me, that is a fact. Brother Lomas, Tom, and Video Drew. That's the faction. Oh, that'd be a creepy faction. Exactly, and it's perfect. Oh, that'd be disturbing. Try to find a Star Wars member that fits there, and then you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Smasher chosen round three. We get the reveal that Chandru is being managed by Roxy because Roxy says, don't trust anyone. So I want to get your thoughts. I feel like I got your thoughts earlier, but again, th- just to reiterate, what were your thoughts on the big reveal? Like, not just the reveal of Roxy and Chandru, but also Kevin's reaction, the way, like, just everything. Right, Before the match first. started, go. I'll, like, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. So, basically, I love this. I, I thought this was great. I love seeing heel Roxy. I, I remember what I was going to say earlier. I remember with, uh, with Roxy, Roxy... I, I bet everyone remembers the slap that was uh, heard around the world. Mm-hmm. That real, like, basically in the past, uh, Roxy basically slapped Ben Bateman across the face in one of the matches, which was just funny. <laughs> and so, and so she's got that heel persona, and we have not seen that heel persona from her for a few years now. And I think it's been needed, and I've missed it. So I, I'm happy it's back. I really am, and I. I loved to hate Chandru in this match, and that mm. felt really good. See, I thought that too, Logan, Leo. I, I thought I that thought too. Chandru was going to Dagnia when he said best match. I'm not going to disagree with that. I legit thought, like, because they kept a spot open for a reason. They kept an IG spot open for a reason. And I know, like, POV was thinking, oh, Barbarian is their IG player. I'm like, no, I think he Barbarian's a singles player. Griffey and Kinkano, their team's player, and I thought Chandra, that was going to be the reveal that Chandra is going to be in um, the the Fintech Exchange. And I love this swerve. I love this swerve. Audrey, what do you think of Chandra? Okay, so still getting to know the players, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he is just arrogant. <laughs> And he's on your faction. And he's on my faction. I'm like, I did not know like how arrogant he was until I started seeing video clips. I'm like, oh. But I did love his costume, though. I'll give him that. He I'm always kind of- does that. He is like a king of cosplay. I, I think never this is say the best that one him. yet. Yeah. I-, I think that was the best one yet. Loki for president. <laughs> but yeah, that... But yeah, let's get into the match now. We go into round one, and Chandru goes perfect. Kevin misses scores and soundtracks. And like when I say Chandru goes perfect, I mean he goes perfect. So what are your thoughts, starting with Audrey, what are your thoughts coming out of round one of Chandru being up by two when everyone's expecting Kevin to be like, I feel like everyone thought Kevin was going to go perfect, but Audrey, what are your thoughts on your guy, Chandru, leading by two? I'm trying to remember if it was round one or round two where he was doing the mind games. Oh, round one. Doing, that was round one. Okay. Mind games all match. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you okay, Luke? I'm good. I'm you good. okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um,. Just learning more about him, like, okay, you want to make them think, like, you're wanting to mess with them, like, get his head, like, he thinks he could have a chance, but it's like, no, I know the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I was worried for Kevin. I felt, I did see some ring rust on Kevin. I, no. I saw, 
like when Roxy came out, that was me thinking, oh no, they just got into Kevin's head. They just yeah. got into Kevin's head. And it showed that it got into his head. The, the moment that he used his first repeat on the scores and soundtracks question, and he still didn't get it right, I was thinking, oh no, I don't want Kevin to lose. I don't want Kevin to lose. But there was a moment there where I thought he was going to. But then we get into round two. Kevin gets Batman, sweeps it. But then Chandru gets Wizarding World, sweeps it. Chandru's still up by two. So, Luke, coming out of round two, Chandru's still in the lead, 21-19. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> I I was like, wow, I think I might have lost two points this week. <laughs> and Audrey's over there sitting next to you. Yes, I just won two points. <laughs> Actually, I was kind of like, okay, I know Chandru's on my draft, but I'm like, I'm perfectly fine if Kevin kicks his butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a good heel does. Makes you think that. <laughs> but yeah, I just, the entire time, like, I f- remember my chest, like, getting, like, my heart was beating really fast. Cause I was like, no, no, don't lose. Don't lose, Kevin. Don't lose. Please don't. Like It was getting intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And those Batman questions. Wait, hold on. I need to look. I would never have gotten any of those Wizarding World questions. Just telling you right now. There's only one Batman question that I had um, problems with. And that was the Lego Batman movie question. Ooh, yeah, that was... The Eternal Abyss? Who remembers that? Kevin does. Oh, gosh. I would have never remembered that one. No, but then we go into round three. The first question Kevin gets, TMNT, gets it right, gets two points. Then Chandru gets Wizarding World, uses two of his repeats on a question I thought was a little bit simple, so or a little bit easy. So what? Are, I'm thinking when he goes for that repeat, I'm like, no way. Does he not know this? Does he I, not know this? I felt like he he wasted that that because i think he did need it in the end see true but at the same time like if you want to be sure you get it right you you use as much as you have in your i i i think you saved for that five i mean i know but he even said in the post-match interview he wanted to make sure he had points i get it i i think i think that came into some arrogance and overconfidence true audrey what are your thoughts again like I thought, like, just seeing how he was in the other match, I'm like, okay, like, does he really not know, or is he really just trying to get into Kevin's head more? hmm Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. That makes sense. I think a lot of people were thinking that, but I think, at least after the second one, that's when you knew, like, oh, he doesn't know the answer. Oh, mm-hmm. dear. And then we go into the the controversial question which was Jurassic Park. Smets get it right, and we get the challenge. So, we get the challenge up, and I wrote it down. I wrote it down, what the exact challenge was. The challenge was about the specificity of Kevin's answer. Chandru challenged that the answer should be a male T-Rex instead of just a T-Rex, since it is important to the plot. The counter-argument to the, to the question was that the question did not specify the specific gender needed for the answer it was just like what what was the um species that was wanted and then the ruling was that the challenge would be overruled the that smetch would be awarded the points with the line judge stating that though the sex of the t-rex is important to the plot it was not necessary to answer the question correctly so going in leo that challenge was a waste they were only looking for the species not both that and the gender i'll say this and I've heard it, and I've heard this multiple times throughout, I don't believe that was a waste of a challenge. For the simple fact of the way Chanju answers all of his questions, he is very specific with every single one. Like, even earlier in the um, match, when he said Thieves' downfall, he specified that the apostrophe was after the S. So, like, Thieves' downfall. And so... The way it's just the way he answers questions. He is specific, whereas Kevin was just like, "Oh no, the he wanted a T Rex." So, in my opinion, I don't look at that as wasting a challenge, but 
I'm curious your thoughts. What what were your thoughts on the challenge? Audrey, you start and I'll finish up. All right. So it's like I see why they did it, but in the end, it's like I feel like they were doing it just because they could. Like in a way of kind of playing dirty because the question didn't like it was just asking like what was it that they were hunting? Like, okay, as a T-Rex, like it didn't ask to go into complete detail about what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Audrey. I agree completely. That's the route I was going to go. I think they were doing it to get in their head. And also they could. They didn't, I mean, here's the thing. If you've got the challenge, use it. That's the Ben Bateman rule. I mean, if you've got a challenge, use it. And if it messes with the other person's head, plus on them. If it doesn't, oh well, who cares? I mean, that's I mean, the thing. When I... When you look at what happened later on in the match, it really didn't affect Kevin because when it came to that five-pointer, because Chandru got his three-pointer, but then when it came to the five-pointer, Kevin knew that answer right then and there. Ooh, he knew he was it. quick. Yeah, and then it comes to back to Chandru, and he uses that last repeat, can't get the answer. Your winner of the match is Kevin Smets with a final score of 29 to 26. So... Kevin Smets came back, and now he is given a number one contendership match. So, would you think... I want to go to Audrey first, since she's newer. Audrey, seeing how Kevin played against Chandru, would you say this was a good return match? Or would you say... Or... Hold on, let me... Or or would you say (laughs) it was a little underwhelming compared to his prior matches because if you heard like his record they said he has one tko and multiple ko's in his victory do you think this was a strong return or was it a little underwhelming i mean that's kind of hard to say for me because i'm coming in new to this but just me personally i think he did really good with it being his return match all right luke i think it was a good return there was some ring rust I think he is. Uh, <laughs> you could hear say half me. I waste that challenge since this five more was revealed. <laughs> That's funny, but I think I think it was. There's a lot of ring rust. Smets has a lot of work to get back into it. I think Sean Drew is the first step. Mm-hmm. If if Smets played this way against Mike, he'll lose against Mike. If he plays against Mara this way, I think Mara would beat him. I I think this may also be controversial. I feel like if Kevin played this way against Robert or, or Amaru, I think Smets could lose. I think it'd be closer between those two. I look at... All right, this is how I, I look at players. I look at... Mike Kalinowski and Mara, I put them actually at the very top as A-plus players. Mm-hmm. I put Sean Drew, Robert, and Amaru all in that A level. And then mm-hmm. everyone else like B level, C level, whatever. But those I'm are... offended. I, I, you're I'm not offended. In. Well, okay. You're not in. It don't count. <laughs> but <laughs> I, think, I think everyone else is more B to C level. Like I'm not, not no other specifics other than that. But that your top is Mike and Mara. I think Mike and Mara are up there. Uh, since Chandra lost about, he is now uh, one and three. Where does he go from here? That is a good question. Um, I think you're going to see him pop in more with Roxy, more storyline yeah. stuff. I think you're going to see a lot. You're not going to see him play for. He'll be featured. He'll be he'll featured, be f- but probably not play. Because remember, IG is not being played as much. So he'll be featured in storylines. Yeah, that that's probably what will happen. I don't know. I I can see Chandra coming back playing like a Robert. I think that would be possibly no, because Robert and Amaru are a little bit higher on the pecking order. I could see Amaru, like for example, um, let's say, and again, I'm just throwing the Jesse Swift. Let's say Jesse gets another like some more wins. I could see Jesse and Chandra having to play each other in the future. I, I would see more of a Sean Drew versus a Brandon Hanna. Yeah, that could happen. I could see that too. Maybe Saul in the future. Yeah, probably Saul. That would Ooh, that, that Chandra would versus sense. Saul. Let's go. I want oh, that. That'd be fun. That would be Ch- really fun. Saul has to improve in front in front of a live studio audience, though. Yeah. 
Man, so, if if Saul just heard me say that, I would man, I would be ooh, dead. That would not be fun. So All right. let's let's go into the post match interviews. Well, the post match interviews there wasn't much. There wasn't much because it was just them announcing that it was a very emotional interview, but also announcing that Kevin earned a number one contenders match, and then. Roxy, like being vague and answering all of Jen's questions, basically keeping the sentiment of don't trust anyone. And that was the main takeaway from the post-match interviews. But then we get into JTE arriving in person. And this is where my complaint about the set comes in. Mm. All right. So in wrestling, you're always in the ring. Like whenever you're doing an in-ring segment, you're in the ring, you have the microphone and you're talking to the hard cam. He was talking to the hard cam. I'm completely fine with that. My only problem is when he was talking to it and he didn't have anything in his hand, like a microphone or anything like that, that annoyed me so much. The entire time I was like, no, you need to be having a microphone in your hand. I don't care if that microphone's even plugged into anything and you have a lav mic that's actually picking you up. You need something in your hand to make it feel like a wrestling show because in wrestling, and even like when you were looking with the post-match interviews with the ring announcer, even when Ken came out at the end of the match, when Christian came out at the end of the match, even when Christian came out in the middle of the show, he had a microphone in his hand. And I feel like if you're going to use that space as, oh, sort of like the in-ring segment, the people need to have microphones in their hands and not just, oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Like, for me, it needs to be mic in hand towards the camera. That's just I- my nitpick. Actually, I, I kind of agree with that. I did feel like the the challenges need to be worked out a little bit better because mm-hmm. when when JTE walked out, it was a bit awkward. There was yeah. a bit of an awkwardness him coming out, and that's because of the acting stuff. They're not professional actors. Not uh, some of them are. Some of them are. I, I mean, mean, Brendan it, Meyer is. Brendan Meyer is, but you could tell. You actually could tell even when uh, lines were being delivered, but. I think there was just a little bit of an awkwardness. I think they need to do the challenges differently. I don't like think maybe needs- instead of, well, even if they still do it in more the storyline. Like yeah. I do it more story driven. Well, even then like JTEs, JTEs is like storyline based in quotes yeah. with all that. But, but I would like if like, kind of like how they did with, uh, with the wild berries at the very beginning with Leo uh, drew and Clay adopt where it was you had had JTE walking up to Brendan Meyer saying, I challenge you. I'm tired of people calling me out. I'm tired of looking like I'm not the best player. I'm calling you out right now. I challenge you. Let's talk to uh, Christian Harloff now, and and we'll, we'll, we're playing next week. And so yeah. it, I, it would make it less of an awkwardness, and it mm-hmm. adds another – um, storyline thing at the end of the episode and you never know what might happen in the future but i feel like that that could have helped a lot if they had done yeah. that better that way yeah and that was the big reveal jte versus brennan meyer main event of the first friday night titans audrey your thoughts because i feel like luke and i are controlling <laughs> the conversation a lot i'm like no we need to have audrey join in <laughs> Uh, just me being the newbie. Um, well, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I think I'm, I'm excited to watch it, see what's going to happen. Not really sure what to expect, but. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. And then, <laughs> and then we end out with what we talked about earlier. Janine officially leaving the stars because of the don't trust anyone. And that was the pay-per-view overall. I thought that was a very good opening pay-per-view. It was a great way to start the season. Like the like multiple different things. Maybe we'll pull out put out a poll on Twitter. We'll see and ask the people what were your thoughts on or probably on our community tab. What were your thoughts on the pay-per-view? Overall, what did you both think of the pay-per-view? Well, I think it's a, this is a good way of saying it because we we give ga- galaxy stars on everything between a, one and five. What what Galaxy Star would you give this event, Eli? I would probably give it a three out of five. It was a three good start. It was a good start. It had good matches, good setup, but overall, it wasn't something 
that I was like thinking back on it, like having time to ruminate on it. It wasn't one of those shows where I was like, oh man, this blew me away. I can't believe it. It's not like a Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> but it's like it's like an Uncharted, because I gave Uncharted three and a half stars. It's like, oh yeah, this is good. This was fun. It was a great way to get get people into it. I, but I can't wait to see what happens next. That's more okay. of the thing. It's less of this show was good. It's more of like, oh, this was a good show. Can't wait for what's next. Okay. Audrey, what's what's your star rating? So for me, probably a four. I mean, I'm I'm not sure what to rank it against, but me being brand new to this, it kept my attention. It makes me want to keep watching to see what else they're going to come up with and to learn more about it. See, that's, so, hey, yeah. that's, that's, that's the goal. I'm going to give it a four. It, it succeeded in everything it needed to do. Mm-hmm. I, I look at this, it's kind of funny, Audrey. I, I look at this season through your eyes because you're new to this and you're coming at it fresh and, that's where I think a lot of people need to look, look through it. Cause I look back at whenever I first started, why I liked it, why I didn't like it. And so you've got to look at it fresh eyes. And the fact that you give it a four means it succeeded in its mission. I think there's a lot of nitpicky stuff we can do. There's a lot of things we can pick out, but it succeeded on getting one new fan at least. Yeah. That's, so that's what matters. That, if it can get a fan, then it succeeded as a show. There's some stuff it needs to work on. I think that each week we're going to rank the episodes, kind of like we, what we would do with rank, uh, picking out the player of the week or, or player of the week and this, this and that. We can actually rank each episode. Just Yeah, because if it's, if it's only two matches a week, then it's like, oh, player of the week is yeah, this it's really person not- who only played in a singles match. <laughs> Team of the week is... This is the only team that played. So yeah, no. doing doing this ranking system is, is going to be good. And that's the end of our show, everybody. I'm The Smowdown is back, and I cannot wait. Excuse me. I cannot wait to see what is next for The Smowdown. Luke, where can people find you on the social medias? Just find me at Galaxy Geek um, EL on Twitter. I mean, I, I'm, I control the Twitter most of the time. And, that you is know, true. I, we're going to do reactions later on tonight. There should be two tonight if Audrey can ha- hang out with me a little bit longer. I think I can manage. <laughs> you never know. You might get tired of me. All right, Audrey, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter, GalaxyG Audrey. Also, you, you got YouTube. Also, yeah, I've got a YouTube. It's a Galaxy Geeks Audrey. And I don't know. I've got my own TikTok. It's Audrey Stuttered, but I think I'm more focused on the Galaxy Geeks EL TikTok. Yeah. I do something. I mean, <laughs> she she has some of the she's the reason why our TikTok presence is really good. <laughs> yes, it she is the reason. And you can find me anywhere on social media at Mr. Eli Mac. Basically anywhere. But yeah, thank you all so much for joining us on this live show. Leo, Brian, Ryan, thank you all so much. Jake, when you popped in. Brandon, thank you all so much for popping in when you could. And I hope you all have a great rest of the day.